Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. We are cross court coverage. A little Fetty Wap for you on this Friday. Well, it's Sunday for you, but on my Friday. Uh, Real? I am joined by my other half, uh, the yin to my yang, uh, the B to my ball, uh, Grace Roberts. Ooh. What is up? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm in Chapel Hill finally. I've been all over the world, but now nice. I'm back. My mattress is on the floor because that's my bed frame or my my mattress pad, whatever that's called. Um, so I'm. <laughs> it's part of your bed. <laughs> it's part of my bed that I haven't put together yet. So I'm unpacked. I'm not unpacked, but I'm here and I'm ready. We got a hot show. I think we're gonna stir the pot a little here. Yeah, we're we're definitely gonna stir the pot a little bit here. We're gonna dive into uh, some, you know, normal NBA discourse, some Celtics talk, but uh, really gonna kick things off with our top five most hated. Personally, doesn't have to register with everyone, but you know, my top five most hated, Grace's top five most hated players. Uh, if you don't agree with us, debate a wall, or you know, go in our comments and debate with us there. But yeah, hit us on Twitter. We're, you're we're, not, we're ready. You're not gonna change my. You're not gonna change our minds. I promise you that much. Uh, before we dive into that, I just want to say thank you and shout out as always to our Mama Bear Primetime Productions, uh, Primetime Prods on Twitter, X Twitter, whatever we want to call. Don't it. Don't call it X. Don't do it. I don't know, call it X. I, I see the stupid logo now. He's he's ninjaed into my brain. The bird. That's how gone. he's that's how he's trying to get you. You can't buy in. I know. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I just I won't quit the stupid app. <laughs> Twitter on Twitter. Primetime prods. P R O D S. Mama Bear. Uh, hosting a whole bunch of pods. Hosting us. Uh, website is coming very soon. Uh, I've Hell gotten yeah. word from from some higher ups that the website will be live and functional very shortly. Uh, so that's exciting. We have some NFL stuff coming down the pipeline. I believe the hockey uh, pods have been now joined by a New Jersey devils podcast. So that's yes. exciting. We got a little bit of uh, outside coverage besides the normal Bruins content. And then also our all NHL content. Uh, so if you're a devils fan, and you somehow found us. <laughs> like you got another pod to listen to over there on Prime. Hell Time yeah! Uh, running with the Devils, right? The running with the Devils. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. That was a that's a clever name. Um, but yeah, that was our shout out to PTP. Uh, love all y'all over there, brothers and sisters. But after uh, after giving some love and some shout outs, we gotta we gotta move into hate. We gotta Hatred. move into some some seething, some loathing, some we're just gonna let it out in this episode. We're yeah. just gonna air gonna out say therapeutic. Say. say it with our chests. Uh, I'll always say five. it with my chest. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we got five. Well, I technically have six, but I lumped these two guys together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One. Um Spelling. so I got five people six people i hate grace has got five people six people there are five i can't talk <laughs> jesus five christ she hates. thank grace god it's not important <laughs> i would yeah, love no to worries. i would love i'd love to kick it off um my number five and I, I was saying this to marty before i feel pretty safe in my picks i think the people i've picked are pretty you know you'll get these everybody will you'll also notice probably a pattern um my number five matt 
Barnes. That Ooh, okay. motherfucker. Just <laughs> annoying on the court. Not that good. Won a championship, obviously, with the Warriors. I I have a lot of hate in my heart for that entire Warriors team. And another one will come up on this list. Um, Hell yeah. Honestly, Andre Iguodala was also in the running. But Matt Barnes, just a bad dude off the court and on it. I hate his ass. And I will... That one I feel like... People should be able to relate to that, I think. He's not a nice dude. No, I mean, uh, I can't stand, even when he was in the NBA, I wasn't big, a big fan of him. I always thought he was like a lower lower level role player uh, and kind of just stole mm. the limelight from whatever team he was on. He was always on a team that's way better than he was. Yeah, 100%. Um, but now even like his little clips or his little sound bites or his whole podcast, everything Yep. I can't stand. I his face I can't shows listen. up and I'm like, ah, swipe, move, get away yeah. from me. Like, his face, you. something about some, <laughs> something about seeing it. I'm just like, get off, get out. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I can I can uh sympathize. He's not on my list, but I could I could I can understand where you're coming from with him. Um my number five spot is going to be my only double player spot. Uh but these players have basically the same storyline, basically the same situation. Uh, and number five goes to Ben Simmons slash Zion Williamson. <laughs> That's uh, tough. <laughs> uh, but I'm valid. It. I'm going to explain it by I didn't enjoy or appreciate all the hype that they had coming into the league. I think that they were really, really over-exaggerated as players and prospects. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm sick of hearing the next Jordan or the next LeBron is coming to the league and then they get right. here and they aren't a goddamn thing. Um, the writing is always on the wall with both of them, both Ben and Zion. Uh, you know, quote unquote injuries have gotten in the way of their career, but it's just the way that they injury manage uh, that also pisses me the hell off. It's just both Ben and Zion, like Zion this year specifically, uh, he was supposed to come back for the playoffs. They basically cleared him medically. Right. But he said that he was not ready to come back and he, he did not want to be a detriment to the team. Bro, you're quote-unquote the best player on your team. By not showing up, <laughs> you're being a detriment to your team. I promise. Um, same thing with Ben. You know, he's had this back quote-unquote issue or these hip issues. or Oh, this. my God, yeah. He, he like blames it on mental and I, I'm a huge advocate for mental health. I to the like self-awareness and mental health awareness. I love all of it. But like he's abusing that little token word. He's just trying to like, right. like oh, my back pain's caused by my mental health issues. I'm like, that doesn't make sense at all. Right. Your, 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 your depression or your anxiety or whatever does not cause physical back pain. And if it does, you are a case study, my friend. And yeah. I he has been on these quote unquote super teams and he's always included as like one of the pieces, like one of the quote unquote big three. And I'm like, and he's not the dude. He doesn't play. <laughs> like, no, you have to be on the court to be considered part of a big three. So I don't know what everyone keeps like. We keep gassing him up. He never could shoot. He still can't shoot. He's like, he's only defense and he's only driving. Uh, Zion's like, basically the same it's just some defense and driving and i think that you know the stars were way too bright for them when they were getting drafted into the league and they're never going to live up to those expectations 
and yet the media it, and maybe that's where some of the hate comes from but they will continue to gas these guys up even though that they've proven that they're not really anything or they're not going to be anything big in the league yeah no i'm 100 percent. i i totally agree i had never really put those two together as but they do have very similar storylines I um, lump them together all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same same story here. Um, my number four, another guy that I think is pretty universally disliked, um, Jason Kidd. Okay. Okay. I so, kind of like Jay Kidd, though. <laughs> first of all, he, like Jason Kidd. First of all, he punched his wife in the mouth. Second of all... <laughs> I One, I do not recall that story, so I'm not condoning such behavior. And two, <laughs> I'm Mormon on the court slash yeah, I'm, as a coach. I mean, <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, he's one of the, the best, I think, floor generals that we've seen. Just obviously is 6'4", or whatever, for you know, a guard and, and can see the court really well. Um, I find him very annoying. I find him insufferable. And <laughs> if I ever have to see his face on my TV screen again, I might throw it out the window. All right. Well, how did you feel about uh, when he spilled the drink? The the That's classic. <laughs> he didn't have just, a timeout. He had to do what he had to do. Just another like that's. I just hate. <laughs> I also feel like he's, and I and I'm gonna say this about my next person as well. I just feel like he needs to be the not the star, but he needs to be like people need to be talking about him and like like the center of attention. Right, and I just I find it very off putting and annoying. So. I and I, I was just never a fan. Didn't matter where he was, what he was doing. I hate seeing his face ever. Uh, you know, no. I mean, piece of shit off the court. Kind of a piece of shit on the court. But I kind of liked when he would do some shitty rule bending. Yeah, he, he was he was antagonistic. You know, he's oh yeah, still is. <laughs> yeah, just his his vibe his vibe uh, uh all right my number four uh kind of the same thing it's just an attention it's he's in a little attention whore uh and he just wants the spotlight and it's he's not the number one guy on his team and number four for me is clay thompson whoa I cannot stand the patrick star with a goatee looking motherfucker clay that's a heater thompson. yeah well i'm like main i'm the main fan of all these karen thompson memes you they put the the karen haircut yeah. on him and it's it's beautiful i uh, i'm gonna yeah, be honest no, with you i i like him better than steph curry i hate steph curry oh god no at least steph is like like he's steph is generational in the fact that like he's part of why the game is changing and everything like that oh, yes clay thompson 100%. clay thompson is a great shooter and yes he not so much anymore but used to be a great defender uh, but just the whole demeanor of him, like every time he gets the mic in front of his face, he's got some smart aleck bullshit that he wants to spit. He always thinks he's smarter than everyone else in the room. Uh, and the honestly, I, I did. It was like a dislike and an annoyance thing. It got to the level of hate two years ago when we were playing them in the finals. Oh, I remember this game, vividly. After game three, he's like, oh, well, there's there's kids and there's families here. And I don't appreciate that the Boston fans are chanting "Go fuck yourself" to us. And I'm like, dude, yeah, that's every that's every arena. 
and literally so funny. They went back to they went back to Oracle the next day, and their chance were their their fans. I'm so heated, I can't even speak. Their fans <laughs> were chanting "Go fuck yourself." And he didn't have a word to say about it because it was their fans. And I'm like, bro, it's got to go. If you want to be the Karen, if you want to be upset that they're saying bad words in front of little kitties, it's got to go both ways. All right. It, Get the fuck off of the garden's dick. I hate you, Clay. Real. <laughs> real. Yeah. Just, I, I had forgotten about that. Had blocked that from my memory. <laughs> yeah. No. And he called. Uh, what was it? He called lebron an old man and like he's the biggest whiner when it comes to getting called on uh fouls uh, clay thompson's clearly on my shit list yep <laughs> that's a good one i i i had i never would have expected it but honestly i i, I like that pick um let's let's we'll, we'll stay in the same theme here for my number three um just i think one of the most hateable guys ever i hate him I hate his ass. Draymond Green. Oh, see, I love Dre. Oh, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Shut oh, the I fuck up. Love Draymond. I fucking hate this love guy. Draymond. I mean, talk about thinking you're the center of attention. You're not a you're not part of the big three. You I I I refuse to believe that Golden State at any point in time had a big three. They had a big one and a big kind of two. And I'm sick and tired of this guy acting like he is the shit when he's not it's not just because he punched a michigan man which he did and i'm never i'm never gonna be okay with that but that's just his whole demeanor he thinks that being this villain gives him you know i, I think in order to play that villain role well you actually have to either be bad and admit it or good and you know like i think i think lebron played the villain role very well so did kevin durant like they had these and LeBron, not anymore, obviously, but come on, when he went to the Heat and, and like, he was so hateable, but it's because he was so good and you hated that he was, he knew it, he knew that people didn't like him and he didn't care. Kevin Durant, same right. thing. You hate him, hate him so much, but you he's so good, you can't sit here and say otherwise. And then on the other end of the spectrum, be bad and know you're bad. I always think of, like, Lance Stevenson, the blowing on oh, LeBron, yeah. like, you know, he he never claimed to be the star of the Pacers back in those years. I mean, that was Paul George's nope. team. But it made it better and more entertaining because he knew that and he wasn't going to get up and be like, I'm so good, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fucking blocking shot. Shut up. I hate him so much. I just think he's not that good. I think he's old. Time to retire. Kind of retired. Damn. I don't know. I mean, Maybe not, like, but yeah, I'm saying he, it. He, he... He doesn't do much on the court uh, as for stats, uh, and he definitely gets a lot of minutes, so it's definitely confusing what Steve Kerr's plan is there. But, like, at the same time, like, your reaction to Draymond is the exact reason why Draymond still has a job because players yeah. feel the exact same way, and they get rattled for and sure. they get in their head, and they're like, I want to dunk on him so bad, and they overthink things, and they mess up, and they just want to, like, Oh, yeah, he gets in people's heads 100%. <laughs> And like, hey, he's a podcaster too. We're podcasters. That's all love. Like, same fam. <laughs> Hate him. I I think my least favorite thing that he has done recently was, besides punching Jordan Poole, um, was uh, at the end of one of the playoff games this year, he got ejected 
and he started his podcast before the game even ended. Like he just started that's, recording from from the locker room. I'm like, that's unbelievable. Toxic motherfucker. <laughs> he is toxic. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's like one of those. See, the way I look at Dre is the way that I looked at KG. Is like he's just an instigator, and he don't knows ever that he is. ever put those two in the same category. <laughs> I meant in the instinct, not in the playing at all. I'm but not saying they're on the there's, <laughs> Hey, there's another one of my examples. Kevin Garnett, like you you wanted to hate him and, and other teams did and still talk about him being, you know, this hated player. But he was so good. You can't yeah. take that away yeah. from him. <laughs> Draymond doesn't have it. No, he doesn't have it like that. I just, I just love that he bothers everyone. He's, he bothers he's me. It. Yeah, he's in it to be a troll, and he knows it. Yep. Um, that was your number three. Oh, Trey. Uh, my number three. Let's. We're sticking with a, a theme of warriors for this quick one, two, three right now. They're so or, hateable. Uh, <laughs> uh, your four, my, your three, and or my four, your three, and my three, my three, my third. Uh, Mister Kevin Durant. Easy. Yeah. Money That's... sniper, Katie Trey five. Uh, Kevin, I know you're listening because you have a notification on for literally any time your name is mentioned. So yep. hit me with one of your burner accounts, buddy. You are a clown. You are a snake. Uh, you had the path to becoming quote unquote the next LeBron or quote unquote one of the next big things that the NBA wanted to promote and wanted to, you know, really hang their hat on. Um, and you were on a team that moved to one of the smallest markets they could have. Uh, and, you know, where you were on a, a star studded team with young guys, you had Russ, you had uh, beard boy, James Harden, couldn't think of his name for two seconds. Uh, and somehow, some way you get yourself to one game away from the finals with OKC. You're up 3-1 against the Warriors. And then you lose the rest of those games. You lose in game seven and you go home. And then you go home and say, I have to make a decision whether or not I want to stay with Oklahoma. And you say, never mind. Fuck that. I'm going to join the guys who beat me. For that alone, everyone has every right to hate you. You ruined yeah. your own goddamn legacy. Uh you made a fool of yourself. You made a fool of kind of the NBA. Uh, they didn't oh, yeah. need you. And, and and you didn't need them. Like, I mean, that's not true. Kevin Durant did need the Golden State Warriors. Because how many rings does he have what, since he hasn't been a warrior? Zero. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to the team that already won two without you and just beat your ass in the playoffs. Uh, let's go where they already quote unquote have their big three of Trey Clay and Steph. Boo. Trey Clay and Steph. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, like I'm just gonna go here and blah blah blah. And everyone's like, oh well, now you can move on from it because he's you know he went to Brooklyn. Well, that clearly didn't work out. Um, and now he's on another super team. It's only been super teams for Durant since he's right. left OKC. And like that's so annoying that like. It's there's no loyalty to him. 
and and that's what I hate about this era of basketball is like guys don't stick with the teams that draft them or like have any loyalty to the teams that draft them. And I like I would get it if the team did you wrong. Like if OKC screwed him over, okay, right, fine. But they made you God. He, he was, was their God, God in Oklahoma. You're like I like. It, Russell deserved way more respect and now has it, but Russell Westbrook deserved way more respect in the time that you guys shared the court together. And because you were so good, he didn't get it. And then you go and just turn your back on him. And I'm, I'm not even an OKC fan. And just the, the way it, the way he handled himself through the whole thing and the way that he's continued to handle himself since. And the fact that he acts like he's God's like favorite basketball player ever. And that he's right. like this magical thing to watch. I'm like, bro, you play 30, maybe 42 games a season. Like, you can't be in the top five if you don't play the game. Yeah, it, I mean, just... you know, classic Paul Pierce, <laughs> if you can't beat him, join him. I mean, I think for me, especially as an OKC fan, I fell in love with that team and... Russell Westbrook, I, what I love about him, everybody knows I love him, but one of the things I love the most about him was his response to Kevin Durant leaving, that, like, you turned your back on this whole city. It wasn't about him leaving, it was, this was our city. Like, Russell Westbrook stepped aside, he knew that he wasn't the star when Kevin Durant was there, and he was still amazing and still a star, but to then, you know, immediately turn away from the city that put so much faith in you, Sam Presti gave everything to you, and you just walked away before you could give them what they had been waiting for and what they thought that you were going to exactly. give them. And just Russell Westbrook, love him so much, how much he stood with OKC after that. But man, Kevin Durant, talk about a guy that was once a hero and became just such a Full villain. Full villain arc. Yeah. yeah. Full villain arc and like no redeeming quality sense. There's no, yep, there's no comeback story for him. He's never going to come back from that ever. No. And I think he knows it. To, I, I think he knows yeah, no, that, I too. Think he, I think he's accepted it at this point. Like, he is only going to ring chase. He is only going to go to teams that will, you know, add to his hardware and add to his stat line, but not add to right. the moral compass that he should have had in his NBA career. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Katie, Katie Trey, or whatever burner you choose to come at me with, uh, yeah. I hate you. You're my number three. Yeah, honestly, I, I should have put him. I should have put him on my list. I like I said before that he's the only jersey I've ever burned. Um, yeah, I feel like that, that classifies as a top five guy. <laughs> yeah, I know it really should. That's no no man has ever broken my heart the way that Kevin Durant broke my heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, my number two, another guy I think is universally hated for good reason. Um, in addition to being a terrible person off the court. He's one of the biggest villains on the court. Ron Artest, Metal World Peace. Oh. If you oh. will. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah, no, How can you yeah. defend this man? Yeah. So, I mean, no, I'm not gonna... <laughs> in addition to, first of all, being a domestic abuser, <laughs> fuck you. But in addition to that, I mean, I'll never forget Malice at the Palace. Malice There's no reason, and I, I have a lot of thoughts, if anybody ever wants to hear them, about the whole Detroit Pistons bad boy era. I have a lot of thoughts on that. But beyond that, I mean, he comes in, 
I get it. I, I agree. And you're talking to somebody who has defended Marcus Smart until the day I die when it came to, you know, shoving that fan. But right. what he did was, first of all, punch the wrong fan. Started this yep. entire brawl. <laughs> That's, no, just like fucking idiot. Um, ended up with, at the time, it might still be the longest suspension that the NBA has ever ha uh, handed out. I think it is. It, it I could be. I it definitely was at the time, but I, um, God, I think that there is so much about him that is so hateable. It's hard to just pick one thing, but obviously everybody's always going to remember what happened, uh, at the palace and you never want it. I understand that there have been things that have happened. And I mean, a couple of years ago, oh, it must've been not last season, but the season before when there was a brawl at now it's Little Caesars. Well, it's a different arena, but Little Caesars Arena, there was a brawl. Um, it sort of led to this, again, I have a lot of thoughts on the whole, this <laughs> bad boys thing, but I I think that what he did totally painted, you know, that place and that situation in such a terrible light. And he was just a dick. I mean, he just, he never could have come back from that in my mind. I just think that he hit the low that that nobody should hit but i don't think that's that hot of a take especially if you're from detroit or are a fan of the pistons but i know that we are about to get to your number two which will rock the boat but i want i'm going to give full disclosure on this so we can tag team it in this who marty is about to say is my number one so i know yeah, what so we're doing I'll, here yeah i'll i'll lead into uh this guy with my number two and then I'll hand it off to you so you can cap him off as your number one. Uh, former teammate of Mr. Meta World Peace. Uh, yep. <laughs> they, they won a ring together. And if you haven't figured it out by now, that is Mr. Kobe Bryant. I hate you. Uh, rest in peace. I will say that. I won't speak ill on the dead, but I will tell you why I hate him. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, Kobe let alone the 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 fact that he took away uh, the 09-2010 ring from the Celtics. Uh, yeah. Just the seven games and, you know, him and Powell and, and Meta, uh, you know, really dug in and uh, beat the crap out of us. And I hate you for that. Um, I also never loved his game. I never appreciated uh, the way that he played ball. He was a selfish, selfish basketball player. Uh, yeah, he had a crazy, like, you know, he had crazy weapons. He had a, a crazy fadeaway. He had a crazy jump shot. Mm -hmm. He had all these moves. He could hit it from three. He could hit it from two. He could dunk it. He could lay it up. Talented, yes, but Absolutely. selfish as all fuck. So selfish that you get the former MVP and three-time champion Shaquille O'Neal to request a trade off of your team because he doesn't like being around you. And Shaq yep. is a good man and a lovely person and a pleasant person. So if you piss Shaq off, one, you're bad in my book. And two, you're obviously not a great guy. Um, not to mention his off-the-court nonsense uh, with his sexual assault. That's a word for it. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and pretending that going from having his afro and wearing number eight and then buzzing his head and wearing number 24 whole new guy don't 
don't look at me. I'm, I'm oh, not yeah. that same Kobe. It's a new Kobe. I I can't stand him or like this whole quote unquote mama mentality thing. Uh, you know, he's glorified for a whole bunch of things that I don't really see playing into basketball in a constructive way. I think that, you know, there's a reason he has the most missed shots in NBA history. It's because he chucked up shots that didn't need to be took- shot. Because he took that many shots, yeah. Exactly. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, in Kobe's last game, he scored, like, 63 points. Yeah, because he took the ball from everyone, dude. <laughs> like, if, if no one else takes a shot on your team, I hope you score 63 points. You should be somewhat competitive. I, yep. I don't know. I, I will leave it at that level for now and let you go into it as your number one, and then I'll start piggybacking off of this. But I have no love for Mr. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah, and and neither do I. So I'll say this, not to mention, in case you guys haven't heard, I'm a law student, but one of the first things that we talk about all through law school, really, is how difficult it can sometimes be to hold two things true at once when they seem to diametrically oppose each other. Mm-hmm. But for me, it is, you can respect what he did on the court, respect you know the player that he was, But at the end of the day, what happened happened, and he was not a good person off the court. We know that these things happened. This definitely, I want to emphasize, especially, you know, being a woman in sports, it's so important, I think, to continue to emphasize that no matter the status of the person who does something bad, they should still be held accountable for it. And, you you know, we do no service to kobe bryant's legacy or to the legacy of the nba and basketball in general by not recognizing that part of its history and his history so for me again i just think that the fact that he was able to sort of shed that despite admitting that it had happened and that he knew that it was not consensual it adds this this entire other element of wow, you really can hide behind your talent and just walk away from this. So for me, I, I'll, never, I'll never be able to sit here and say I don't understand why people praise Kobe Bryant on the court. I also don't love his play, the selfishness and all, but I know that he did a lot of good things and people can appreciate that. But for me, you can't. There's no redeeming yourself in the face of this sort of thing. So for me... I'll never appreciate him the way that people really want to glorify him. I love that, you know, I appreciate that JT learned from him and, you know, you see some elements. Come on, the fadeaway, he totally does. Um, Stop. But like, I no, I say it all the time and I hate that my favorite player's favorite player is one of the guys I hate the most. Right. No, I I do. I hate hate it so much. (laughs) That bothers me a lot. But so I think that, there were things from his career to glean that were very successful, but at the end of the day, he's always going to be my top hated. I'll never, ever forget that. So, yeah. sorry if you're out there and you're a Kobe Bryant stan. You can appreciate what he did on the court, but come at me. Shitty dude. He's just a Bad guy. Dude. Um, and I also think it's a, a creature of the times, which is even kind of sadder. Um, it was, you know, the late or early thousands to like mid 2010s that he played and you know social media was just becoming a thing and the internet was just becoming a 
like a big like you know thing where you could cancel culture wasn't the way it is now but i'm yeah if, if what kobe did happened nowadays we wouldn't see him in the nba for as long right. as he was in the nba and that's the reality right. of the situation is that a lot more light would have been shed on it a lot more people would be like oh i can remove the basketball from this and point out that you are a shitty guy but you know uh it, it it is what it is unfortunately with the whole situation um you know again not to speak ill of the dead i think what happened is a tragedy uh no one deserves to go out that way uh it's even more unfortunate that you know other people were involved and also his daughter was involved but yeah aside from that you're a shitty guy and i don't like you not sorry yeah my number one uh kind of in the same respect of you know just not a good guy uh, yeah not a guy that i want to hang out with not a guy that i uh would associate if anyone associates with this guy and you're my friend we're not friends anymore uh his name is mr Kyrie irving oh my god how did i not put Kyrie irving on my list <laughs> yo Kyrie yes. Irving can go pound sand he can yep. kick rock with no socks He's my 1B. I'm putting him in 1B. Yeah. My 1B <laughs> slot. 100%. Um, Kyrie. What's to say about Kyrie? Uh, Quote-unquote, one of the best ball handlers in our game right now. Okay, sure. Um, Quote-unquote, one of the better shooting guards in slash point guards in the league right now. Okay, yeah, whatever. Um, Kyrie's whole thing was about not being LeBron's quote-unquote son or not being LeBron's Batman. Yep, and he decided, and the Celtics decided that to make him not bat or not Robin to Batman, we'd go and get him. Uh, so we traded it, which was a giant slap in the face to it, which I hated. Real. Um, and then we went and got Kyrie, and everyone's supposed to be excited about Kyrie. And this was when Kyrie wasn't exactly uh, the Kyrie that we now know him uh, to be. Yes, this is true. <laughs> he was not quite at this level yet. Yeah, so he kind of really found his uh, let his freak flag fly once he got to fucking Boston. Uh, he got injured in the first year, and the baby boys around him, which are Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and JT, still pulled yep. the team to a playoff series, still pulled the team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Kyrie was unavailable, and we lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's fine. The next year coming up, the team that just got to the Eastern Conference Finals is really vibing together. And Kyrie comes in and he's like, this is my team. And it's like, nah, it's kind of like an R thing, dude. And he's like, right. this is my team. I'm the fucking guy. And they're like, no, no, like, again, like, this is like a unit. We're like a team here. And he's like, nah, fuck that. Like, if, if you guys aren't going to see me as, like, the guy, then then I want out. And then we're like, uh, wait, what, what? Why are you saying? We spent, we lost IT for you. What You need to chill out, buddy. Like, play right. the game. Um, and so that whole season, uh, also injuries, you know, he was in and out of the lineups and everything. Uh, and it comes to the off season after that. And he's starting to play this game of will he, won't he? And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in Boston. I love, I love Boston. City. I love Boston. And we all fucking believed him. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we did. And like we're like, okay, Kyrie, that sounds great. Um, 
And then he didn't stay. <laughs> nope. Uh, he went over and joined uh, our not friends. We, he, didn't, he didn't go far. He went like right over to New York to play in Brooklyn. With, that's where uh, that's where villains go. Exactly. That's where they go. He he went and uh, oh the other guy who's on my list KD he went and played with that motherfucker. So pair up I, two guys that I hate. I hate those two. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, you're on my shit list because of it. Dead ass. Um, and then just ever since he left us and the way that he's carried himself every time he's been in the garden, he stomped on Lucky's face, which like. I wanted to jump through my television screen and start swinging at the motherfucker. Yeah, I would have. I would have been right there on the court. It would have been malice at T. Malice at TD yep. Garden. Yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Malice at mm -hmm. Garden, starring yeah, Kate Man and Kyrie Irving. They're lucky I wasn't there for sure. Um, but yeah, no, and then just all this, like he thinks that he the the holier than thou persona that he has now taken on himself the the smarter yep. than everyone else persona that he's taken on to himself like he is one of those fake smart people that like watch a youtube video and then go oh i understand everything now and i'm like bro oh yeah or and jack shit. or an anti-semitic video you watch that and then or you're like watch i'm just gonna documentary on amazon put this out misinformation full of misinformation and stupidity and goes i'm gonna promote this and then people are like, that's anti-Semitic. And he goes, well, I'm not an anti-Semite. And I'm like, yeah, but but you promoted a, a video that is anti-Semitic. He's like, but I'm not an anti-Semite. It's like, but you can say that you made a mistake. He, and he, he it's just the not owning no. it. Not, yeah, the, the, would never. He thinks he's smarter or bigger or. And, and then even that, even in like, see, this is the fucking paradox that is Kyrie Irving. Because then you tell him he's, you know that big and you're like you know you have a, a platform and people are going to see this and people are going to you know have feelings about what you say and he goes well that's on you guys for giving me a platform i don't have a platform yeah. i'm just a person and i'm like dude you can't have it every way you can't be this big hot shot but also be a nobody that doesn't make any fucking sense you are dumb you think you're smart you are stupid i promise you that Kyrie. and I, for me, I'll never, I'll never sit here and say that Boston has not, does not have a history of racism and, and serious problems, but you only wanted to point it out when you could dunk on them when you were gone and suddenly it was, yep. well, Boston was a racist city, you know, it, you, first of all, you're playing in the South now. Let's talk in a couple fucking weeks yeah. and then we'll, <laughs> we'll see what's going on. But on, for Dallas. me, like... There's a difference between like pointing out and critiquing the racism that exists anywhere, but in Boston as well. There's a difference between that and being like, fuck you guys, racists. I played there. I said I wanted to stay there, but now I'm in Brooklyn. Go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. there's just, I mean, he really is. There's, there's truly nothing that is redeeming about him at all. Not, <laughs> not a goddamn thing. <laughs> like, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he goes about everything the wrong way. Um, yep. You know, like, I, I I, wanted to, and I understood the idea that maybe he watched a movie and didn't know it was full of misinformation, and when the light was shed on it, you have the opportunity to go, hand up, my bad, I'm an idiot, 
But instead, he just leans fully into it and goes, you can't tell me what I can and can't post. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Like, bro, yep. you're smarter. You're smarter than that. Or you should be. He's not. He's not smarter than that. He's actually no. an idiot. I'm going to keep yes. beating, I'm gonna beating that nail in. He is a moron. He, <laughs> I mean, I also, and, and people can hate me for this, like, what happened in the aftermath of that with JB, I think, has forever tainted him yeah. a little bit for me. I think that that's a big reason why I sometimes am a little extra hard on Jalen Brown. Um, but I think he, on the other hand, did more own up to it and recognize, you know, yeah. that he made a mistake. So for me, Kyrie, the fact that he can't do that, he can't shut his mouth when somebody says to him, hey, how about you listen for a second to what's happening? He always has to have the last word. And he's just, I, and I, I fucking hate the people who say he's one of the best ball handler, or like the best ball handler, great ball handler, don't get me wrong, and a good shooter. Um, like he's not a god. He's not a god. No. <laughs> I, I just don't. I just don't get it. I really don't understand. I actually have never met a Kyrie fan. Maybe that's because I'm from New yeah. England. But nobody likes this guy. How is how no. how is Luca gonna put up with the, his ass? See, that's the thing. Like Luca's so like chill and kind. Of, like just off this go with the flow. Like right. Hey, life is life. We're gonna play basketball. Yeah. Kind of like you know, why is why is Luca French in your version? I don't. I do not know. <laughs> going to play basketball, you know. <laughs> I don't have a uh, a Serbian accent. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not in your arsenal. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Luca is French, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Like I can just imagine Luca sitting there at like a team dinner, sitting across the table from Kyrie, and he's just like you know having his beer and eating his like meat and potatoes like the good old like you know eastern european he is and then Kyrie's sitting there with like draft kombucha and like pills <laughs> that are supposed to give you the right nutrients and like this brain powder and all this stuff and he's like yo did you know hear about this like new conspiracy theory man and he's like yeah uh, leave me the hell alone <laughs> he's such a don't aren't the, there are just those people out there that I've always heard there's one insult. There are two insults in my brain that I think are that hit harder than anything. The first one is you look like somebody with a peanut allergy. That's funny as fuck. Number two. <laughs> number, it, <laughs> number two is you look like somebody who would believe every conspiracy theory. And that is him. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, that's Kai. And also just like the I love the I. In the sense that I love to make fun of him, not in the sense that I love him, but I love when he goes on his little rants. He'll get like on Twitch or something and start playing a video game and then all of a sudden start monologuing. And he's like, oh, Kai, like, oh, why'd you leave? Oh, you need LeBron. Oh, Kai. And I'm like, why are you imitating everyone that is correct? Because you're right. you're an idiot. Like everything they're saying is right. And you're just repeating it in a weird voice and you think they're wrong. But you're you're you're. You're the one who's wrong, Kyrie. You God, haven't I done hate anything them. without LeBron. <laughs> I, I true. I hate that motherfucker. Yeah, Kyrie, all-time shit list. Uh, number one in my book. He only recently has taken over Kobe's spot, though. Kobe for yeah. the longest time was my number one. So yep. Uh, Kai, he, but he's earned go. it. He's earned yep, it. Way to you go. Know? You he's worked hard. Spot at my number one on the shit list. Hundred percent. 
and hey, that's why like a, a little poop emoji trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why you'll still go to the garden and you'll still I, like I, I think I've told this story before when I went to a Bruins game after he was already gone. No reason for it. Fuck Kyrie chant breaks out. Hell Go yeah. to the garden. <laughs> Everybody's going to hate Kyrie Irving. Just like everywhere else. Because he sucks. And because he's a giant traitor and betrayed us and lied to us. And like, True. There's so, it's a laundry list. We're at this point just circling the wagons on why. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we hate Kyrie. That's, 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 if you haven't gotten that. Point, point driven home. Uh, yeah. Those are our... <laughs> Top five hated players. Uh, Tell us yours. Ended, Tell us yours well, in the replies. Up with six as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did end up with six. Somehow we both came out with six there. But yeah, I'd love to hear what other people think and uh, your thoughts on our uh, our top five. So you'll have to drop us a reply in the in the comments. Yeah, I mean we're ready for it. If you if you love anyone on our list, one, I'm sorry that you don't know ball. Um, and two. <laughs> And two, please drop a comment and tell us why you don't know ball. It's funny. There really was only one on our list that, like, like you only – the only one that we couldn't really get on board with was you like Draymond Green, and I don't like Draymond Green. Otherwise, I think it's I, it's I, mostly I, the it's same. It's funny to me. It's funny to me. I get the joke. I get I'm in on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the inside of the joke looking out. I get you, Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> we will put the pin there until everyone else comes for us in the uh, in the comments, uh, in the replies, or in the DMs, whatever it may be. Uh, but moving on from that, we do have a Celtics topic to cover. Again, not much news, nothing really going on or anything. Um, but something we haven't hit on yet uh, in all our talks about KP and all our talks about you know the new team and how it looks. We have to talk about who's going to be the starting four slash five, the starting mm. big man next to KP. Um, right. We have Al Horford, who has been our starting center slash power forward for the past two years. And then um, a gap in another years after that. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then, yeah. And then a whole bunch and then of again. Before that. Yeah. <laughs> the love of my life. I love Al Horford. I, I do love Al. Um, and then also we have Robert Williams III. I love Rob Williams III, a very injury-prone player, but a great player nonetheless. Crazy defense. Uh, only one of them is going to start next to Kristaps. I saw someone right. on Twitter say that Kristaps was coming off the bench. Okay. Well, that person's that makes if, if we traded Marcus Smart for a bench <laughs> guy, do you understand how mad the whole goddamn city would be? Because like yeah. we're already upset. But like if you if KP was on the bench on game one, which oh god, I just for some reason just had like an ominous feeling coming over me that he's gonna be injured and sitting on the bench for game one. Stop it. Oh, I don't don't, I don't manifest that. that. <laughs> no, it it came on in a wave. It's going away now. All right. Anyways, KP is starting game one. Who's his big man? Who's his running mate? Who's his who's his number well not his number two, but you know what I mean. The other big man standing next to him. This is tough for me. Um, I think just given the injuries and the uncertainty at times, I think I would put Al in there. But I say that with a, I mean, not that Al is not old and, you know, 
has his own problems there. But mm-hmm. I just think that talking about Porzingis and the type of player that he is, I feel like it's better complemented by the player that Al is. Okay. But at the same time, my fear is it's just going to be a rotating clock of two terribly injury-prone injury prone, injury prone big men <laughs> and an old guy. An old man. You know, <laughs> right. Doing this. Well, one of them's hurt. Here's the other one. There's, oh, he has to rest a game. Here's the other one. Like, so that's where I'm, I'm uncertain. I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I'm not super, I don't have super strong feelings about what I think it should be because I, I love Robert Williams, the third, and I love Al Horford. Um, what about you? No, I mean, I again, I agree. I love Al. I love Rob. I think that both of them could start. I think both of them do complement uh, what KP brings to the game. If you add Al at the starting spot, you know, you get even more floor spacing because KP and him can hit three-pointers, which is right. crazy. We could have no one in the paint. We could just have everyone on the arc, and that would be bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I choose to say that Rob is the better complement to – kp because of his defense because of his paintability because of his presence around the rim uh if Mm. we have all these guys chucking up three pointers we're gonna need someone in the paint ready to crash the boards we're gonna need somebody to to get those putbacks we're gonna need somebody to you know box people out um also you know if we kp is a little bit of a liability on defense i'm not saying his defense is awful no 100 percent. but you know he's not a top tier defender. He's a, a fine yeah. defender, uh, but Rob is a top tier defender. So that yes. complements whatever you lose in losing Marcus smart. I think that's also another way to look at it. You need the defense that Marcus smart used to bring to that lineup. And mm-hmm. you may not get it at the one or the two in uh, right. either JB or Derek white, but you can get it yep. at the five. If you start Rob, you can get Rob is out here jumping from the paint to the the three-point line to block shots and getting those blocks yeah like the kid is a freak athlete and a huge defensive beast <laughs> he is a freak athlete as long as he can stay healthy i know like that's that's the biggest thing and like this year was a better year for him you know we waited mm-hmm. half the year to roll him out and then when we rolled him out he was relatively healthy most of the time he got bumps and you know, bruises yep. and that happens with everyone during but he was season. on fire you know he tore it up but he was on fire he was he was like I think he he had the highest shooting percentage of a big man. One because he's putting it in from like two feet away by just yeah. tipping it, and he can just... <laughs> he can just reach up and put it in there. Uh, yeah, but two like just a a freak on defense. Like with how few games that he played, he was in consideration for an All NBA defensive you know nod. Yeah, uh, he obviously didn't get it because of games played and everything like that. But he was talked about. They're like, if he played more games. He'd, he'd have it. He'd be he'd right. be up there. And so not that I think that Al doesn't have defense and not that I don't think that Al uh, is a great player. I also think that if you have Al on the bench and you have Al in rotational minutes rather than a starter, you won't see so many Al quote unquote back pain games. You won't see him sit out of games because he's not going to be playing quote unquote as many minutes. Um, so I mean, that's why I lean Rob. Yeah. But I see it either way. Like, I, I, it's not a bad problem to have right now. 
I so what I also think this is so uh, meta here. I think this is this conversation <laughs> even is so emblematic of this. We've seen it coming for a long time, moving away from this center role the way that we always kind of yeah. looked at it. And now we're sort of seeing the clash is happening across the league where you yep. where teams are sort of in this place of, you know, are we looking at more of a traditional center role? Or are we really trying to stretch the floor in the way that you might see Al Horford do it with, with Porzingis? Um, yeah. So I think it's interesting to see how it could play out and what, you know, Missoula is going to, going to, going to do. I, I'm happy with either. I love both of them and I think that both of them would be great, but it's just a matter of what's going to work the best because you are missing defense with, um, without Marcus Smart. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I could see them running it a couple times, both ways, seeing how it goes and, and sinking into something that, that works. And again, fingers crossed that all of them stay healthy. There's nothing I want more than for Al Horford, <laughs> for Al Horford to get a ring. It means so much to me. I need it. I, I need that so man. Much to so many people. Yeah. <laughs> Who, uh, that's a guy super likable. Nobody out yep. there. I mean, you no, you're never gonna, like <laughs> you're never gonna find a Hawks fan that's angry at him. You're never gonna find anybody in any other city that's mad at him. He's just a good dude. I love him. So I really hope that, uh, I hope him and his dad, and then. When his yeah, son is with them. <laughs> so cute. Just awesome. So, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I think it's a good spot to be in to have this uncertainty where you're choosing between two yeah. good options. Because other teams, they're not doing that. Other teams are just hoping for no, the best. So between two bad options. So. Yeah, right. 100%. I mean, and, like, we, the, the one thing that uh, you kind of tapped on it, but just the one thing that we can hang our hat on is Joe will do his due diligence. Like, he will yes. try it out. He will be like, all right, let's give this a run. Oh, I didn't like that that game. Okay, let's give this a run. Oh, I didn't like that that game. And he'll go back right. and forth like 10 times before he makes yeah. up his mind. And it doesn't uh, it doesn't have to be a perfect season. We've said it all the time. I, I'm okay yeah. with some growing pains and some, you know, couple of games going down because we decided to try something new and it didn't work. All right, we'll get the next one. It's all about punching the ticket. That's what we need. I don't need a Bruins-esque history season nope. <laughs> or even a last year like i just need us to get in and whatever it takes to get there and be at our peak at that point that's what i'll take exactly yeah no i want to be i want the team to be healthy and on fire in yep. april not right hurt and falling apart um so if it if that means losing more regular season games or people having nights off or you know playing it safe or playing it smart I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, I think I think Joe is going to really look at that this year. I think they're kind of in the same boat where they're like, okay, we we keep making it, but we keep making it, and at the end of it, we're hurt and we're tired and we're banged yep. up. We need to get there without being that way. Um, right. So hopefully, we can navigate the season that way. Um, yeah. I mean, if you guys have a take on Al or Rob being KP's running mate let us know uh i don't think it's a win-win situation kind of really either way i don't like see one being detrimental to the other or no yeah and Uh, and who knows it's a question who knows what kp's what kp's gonna look like we don't know how he's gonna you know work into it like maybe we see maybe his 
defense is better than we expected or anticipated and we don't feel as strapped to have Rob in there, you know, who knows? It's going to be interesting to see how he plays and where he ends up changing the way that things are going to work. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, he's creating a different look to the way we've taken it with our big men in recent history. I mean, Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, we were running out Daniel Tice and Aaron Baines. So I think we're... uh... (laughs) I forgot about Aaron Baines, actually. We're we're a lot better off. (laughs) I didn't. I love that little man bun that he rocks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That giant man beard. He was, what a guy. I think he just plays in Australia now. I think he's just. Yeah, I think he does. I I was going to say, I don't think he's in the league anymore. No. (laughs) What a guy. Taco Fall anymore. He's over in China. And he's a stud there, you know? They love him. Oh yeah, they love him. Of course they do. I mean, he's like eight feet tall. Like, yeah, and he, he's so likable too. He's such a yeah, like a he's cool a good dude. Guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're those days are gone. We're rolling out Thank mean God. players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but a joke in itself. If we're gonna talk about meme players, uh, I'm gonna pivot here and uh, cover <laughs> our good buddy, Mr. Beard, James Harden. Uh, I hate him. The saga continues. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, we told you that he called Daryl Morey a liar uh, and embarrassed himself in front of a whole bunch also, of Also, and then did you did, did you see what he was calling him a liar about? Wait, no. That it was just that he thought he was going to be signed, like, uh, he was going to get this signed sooner. Like, Morey had said, like, I'm going to do this as quick as possible, and then it was taking too long. <laughs> and then he was like, oh he's God. a liar. <laughs> So it wasn't even about doing it or not doing it. It was just no. about the timing. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Mr. Crybaby Beard himself, James, uh, got himself a fine. Adam Silver slapped him on the wrist with a $100,000 fine. Uh, which, oh, I bet that's know, really hurting. Always... Well, one, yeah. I always think it's funny when they hit him with, like, uh, 25000 even up to 100000 Like, these guys are making millions. It's pocket yeah. change. They it's, do not it's care. Just a slap on the wrist. They don't care. It ends up probably being a tax write-off in some way, shape, or form. Right. Like. <laughs> uh, but the N- uh, the N- uh, NBAPA, the National Basketball Association Player Association, is going to go to arbitration and appeal the hundred thousand dollar fine. Which fair? That's their job. They're supposed to stand yep. up for the players. They're supposed to, you know do their due diligence and everything like that. But like, this is just a circus at this point. This is just going to continue. Like we said last week to get uglier and more uncomfortable for everyone involved, but also all of us looking in from the outside. Yep. Yep. Every day Uh, is pain. Every day I see his name in a headline. It's pain. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, like I'm just seeing, I just see the thumbnail with him in it and I go, I don't want to fucking read this. I'm not reading. I know. I see his name trending on Twitter. I'm I'm muting it. I'm muting that name. Yeah. uh, That's bait. I'm not going there. (laughs) Yeah. No, not touching that one. Um, But yeah, I mean, aside from him getting hit with the fine and the uh, players association going to appeal it, there is no other news. Uh, The saga continues. He hasn't said that he's going to play for the team. I'm really hoping he goes Houston Rockets on them and just puts on 50 pounds and just like starts walking in practice and just not trying. He would. (laughs) 
I mean, he really would. I would he not put it, it past before. him. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted out of Houston, so he got fat just for funsies. It's like Mac from Always Sunny. He's just like, I'm gonna do it because it'll be funny. I want to do that. Yeah. No, that's that's good. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Uh, you guys won't trade me. All right. Well, I'll just be, you know, sluggish and not doing yeah. anything on the court. I wish you want to trade me I, now. <laughs> I wish that I could, you know, if I really wanted out of my job, I could just get out of it by going to strip clubs every night and eating my ass out <laughs> anywhere. Phrasing. <laughs> That'd be nice. Not like oh. that for all of us. No, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, uh, pivot away from ass eating. Um, <laughs> let's navigate this shit. We're going to the replies. Uh, you guys gave us some questions this week and some hot topics, uh, some topics, some things around the league to chat about. So let's start with. Uh oh, this will be a fun one. At Brett Howard underscore primetime Brett, uh, our good buddy over at Only Bruins Podcast. And who's that? I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> and member of PTP. Our buddy Brett, which I find hilarious because we've already talked about him and the player that he's mentioning on this pod. Um Brett says, Why does everyone dog on Jalen Brown so much? question mark well brett as someone who said we should trade this guy i kind of want to turn that question around on you after watching but... like two games yeah <laughs> but i understand that you know like grace said you watch two games and in those two games he didn't perform quite so well um and yeah that's an that's... understatement i think that that plays into why he gets dogged uh, it's definitely recency bias uh, mm. but I will, I will hold my tongue just a little bit. And I think that it's constructive to kind of dive into Grace's mind here. You at points in the season did dog on Jalen Brown and I get it. That's oh, yeah. fine. We, we can, we are allowed to dog on whoever we want to dog on. So why, why did it come up? Why did, why did you feel it? And, and then tweet it out. Why did the Twitter fingers get a going? <laughs> it got going probably the beers. Um, but <laughs> no, in actuality, so a time ago, for those of you who don't know, Jalen Brown is my favorite player on the Celtics. This was probably I'm trying to think of, I, I, I keep track of time and things that were happening based on what apartment and city I was living in. So I was living <laughs> with my friend, must have been 2020, I guess. Jalen Brown was my favorite Celtic. Okay. Um, I think that a lot of it is media it's really hard to have two players with very similar names but who are both <laughs> both have outrageous talent and in their own right are stars i think it's hard for us to as i was talking about earlier to hold both of those things true and we inherently want one of them to be the star and one of them to be the guy who's going to make sure our star shines and step in when we need him. So if in all of our minds, that's the role he's playing. I think that's what made it so frustrating come the playoffs when the guy we had put in our heads as the star as Jason Tatum, we needed Jalen Brown to step up in this situation and we didn't feel like he did. 
So it is a lot of recency bias. I also just think it's that idea of teams having a star and really holding them to a, a or holding everybody else, I guess, to a higher standard. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, Jason Tatum makes mistakes all the time, but I wasn't tweeting that out. Um, exactly. Yeah, I know. Hey, I, I own it. I said <laughs> what I said. I never deleted those tweets, all right? Um, but I think that that's sort of why we have this, you know, picture in our heads. But obviously, Boston loves him. We should love him. And and I think, I, I know I touched on it earlier, after the whole Kyrie thing, Jalen Brown went down a little bit in my book, so I think I'm overly critical of him now. If I, do, if I don't like something you did off the court, I'm going to be looking for things that you did wrong on the court so I can tweet Fair. about them. Um, yep. So I think that's part of it, but I think in general, that's the best explanation for why people dog on Jalen Brown is because we can't fathom having two superstars, which we do have. I mean, they're both superstars. So you can't deny that. So I think that for me is probably why I see it happening so much. And recency bias, I was there. Yep. So. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I'm, def- like... I'm the spokesperson for this opinion, so. <laughs> I was going to say, I think like, not that I did dog Jalen, but I could understand where it came from after specifically game seven. I'm not talking about during the regular season. I'm not talking about, you know, right. the, the ebbs and flows of everything else. I, that I, you know, take it with a grain of salt. People are going to say what they have to say about everyone. Uh, but after game seven, JB kind of deserved to get dogged a little bit. And I think that he could even put his hand up and say that he deserved it a little bit because like you said, like Tatum is quote unquote, the star, the quote, 1A and Jalen is 1B. Uh, and when your 1A goes down, your 1B becomes just one. Like, right. there is no A, there is no B. And Jalen had to step up and show up in that opportunity and in that situation and be the guy. And it kind of just imploded on him. The lights were too bright or whatever it was. He couldn't quote-unquote dribble left, whatever. Um, like, it 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 sucked to watch him kind of fold in that moment. Right. Uh, and it definitely, at you know, watching that game, I was pissed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the game ended and, you know, the Heat went on. And I think once the Heat lost to the Nuggets, not that I ever thought they were going to win, but uh, once they lost, it was kind of like my full closure on the whole Jalen Brown moment. It was like, okay, yeah. you know, like we didn't make it. The guys who beat us didn't win. Jalen figure it out in the off season, buddy. Cause if you don't, I'm not going to come here and defend you when everyone comes at your neck. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't think we give, we, I'm talking about this. Like it's not me. I don't think any of us give enough credence to the fact that he's still young and he has still, oh, yeah. obviously we, we know this, this Celtics team for the age of like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to have seen the success that they've seen as professional basketball players. Like, you know, other people get drafted to teams and those teams suck. And, yeah. you know, often the big top picks go to teams that are floundering. So I think that it is still, even though they do have that experience, they're still young and they're going to make mistakes. And you're right, light's too bright. Nobody anticipated what happened in Game 7. You know, nobody, A, anticipated we were going to be put in that position to lose three games and then 20, 20 somehow claw our way in, back. Though. Right. It just in, 
It, <laughs> nobody could have predicted that this was going to happen. So I think, you know, I'll, I'll eat my words again in the future, I know, but I, uh, I, I, I think that we all got to give Jalen Brown a little bit more credit, myself included, mm-hmm. um, because he's committed to our team, committed to the city of Boston, and we're not, you know, Jason Tatum is not the player he is without Jalen Brown by his side. So, not at all. Right. So I and think like, that if you wanna, if you wanna start chirping JB for every little thing that he does, then I invite you. No, I implore you to start doing the same for Tatum. Because yeah. I like I love Tatum. Tatum is my number one guy. But like I'll call him out before I call JB out. And that's just because he right. is my number one guy. I want to hold him accountable. But like yeah. if you're gonna constantly chirp Jalen, you gotta chirp JT because they both they both make mistakes and they're humans. It's playing basketball, it's gonna happen. Um, but I I never think that anything JB does is exponentially worse than what anyone else on our team has done. Uh, considering like mistakes or, or fumbles or little things like that. Uh, so that's kind of why he gets dogged, Brett. Um, you know, you can just show up on Celtics Twitter again and say some silly stuff and, you know, maybe you'll have a few more people agreeing with you. Uh, but I suggest you don't. (laughs) Yeah. If you value Uh, your life, be careful what yeah. you say on Celtics Twitter. <laughs> Tread lightly on Celtics Twitter. Uh, let's see. The next one. This one is from Tommy Bennett at TJ Bennett 37. Uh, you can also check out his New Jersey Devils pod, Running yeah. the Devils, uh, brought to you by Pine Pond Productions. Uh, Tommy asks, is this the year the Celtics bring home the championship? question mark expectations for Porzingis question mark um we have definitely hit this point a few times before mm-hmm. uh, I will happily hit it again I am as long as we punch our ticket and as long as we don't emphasize uh the regular season over health then I think yep. we can I, I think we can win banner 18 this year I think that if we go into the playoffs with a healthy roster with a good bench rotation uh you know, with everything kind of, you know, on the up and up rather than like trending downward, then like that's right. what we've seen for the past few years. It's like we're going into the playoffs hurt or we're going into the playoffs tired. And I'm so sick of that. I would like to go into the playoffs charged up and ready to roll. Um, yeah. If we are, if we are in that situation, I very much see Banner 18 being a big possibility. Uh, Grace is a little more on the realistic side, but also on my optimism side. So yeah, hell yeah. I think that uh for me, I take my microphone away so I can <laughs> hold it nice and dear. I I don't it's all about I sound so cliché. It's all about hitting your peak at the right time. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes down to it, it can be frustrating, I think, because you're watching and you're like, how is this team going to succeed in the playoffs if we're, you know, the third seed in the East or whatever? Um, but it, when it comes down to it, if we're talking about, especially I think this is true in the NBA, more so than in the NHL, I say that after the Florida Panthers made it to the Stanley Cup final, there's a mm-hmm. lot more room for 
lower seeded teams to make a, an impact. Because the way that the NHL structures its playoffs, if you've listened to my other pod, I complain about it all the time. It does sort of stack the deck against those wild card teams who are the like eight seed and the seven seed in the uh, East and West. Um, for comparison, but I think with basketball and in the NBA, you can see a little bit more movement. I mean, we watched the Heat do it. Um, yep. So I think for me, I'm okay with, you know, some of these games getting some frustration out in the early parts of the season because, I mean, we've seen us, our, our team have success in previous years, even after regular seasons that weren't as great as the one that we just had. So yeah. I think there's, we all got to calm, and I'm going to be the one who's freaking out, I know, so I'm telling people to calm down, <laughs> but really this should be to myself. We need to calm down in the early stages when we're figuring out Porzingis, when we're figuring out what is our defense going to look like without Marcus Smart, you know, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon running the, running the floor. I think that we have a lot to work out, and we have to be understanding of that as we do it. Meanwhile, I'm going to be on Twitter. And I, I hate this. They hate this. Why are they doing this? Um, I hate but, Joe. <laughs> yeah, Joe, fire him. Um, I, I think that it's just going to take some time. But I think we're primed to be able to figure it out and then really start to sink into, you know, knock on my own head for injuries. But we'll start to see once we sink into the players we have and this new look that we have, I think we're going to set ourselves up to go into the playoffs at a peak and at a high. Um, I see Banner 18. It's right there. It's so close. I can taste it. So I have high hopes, high expectations, but realistic for the regular season. I'm oh, yeah. I'm ready to, to work through these growing pains. Hell yeah. And then I guess that kind of plays into expectations for Porzingis. I think it will be growing pains. I, yeah. I agree with that. Um, I, you know, he's coming off a career year in Washington, but mm -hmm. we've also seen down years. We've seen injured years. We've seen nagging injuries. He's got the plantar fasciitis. Uh, you know, it's going to be a figuring it out thing. We are going to do what we can to get the most out of him this season and the most out of this team this season. And, you know, I think that it all comes down to the way that Joe manages this team. If yep. Joe's playing smart and not just, you know, rolling out the quote-unquote best team on paper, and he's like, hey, KP, you're a little dinged up. You're going to sit today. That's okay. Like, I think yeah. that if we, you know, you actually manage this team and actually manage expectations and actually utilize your bench a lot more than we did last mm -hmm. year because we're deep. Yeah. We have been right. deep. I think that if, you know, you give – Blake Griffin one or two more starts last year or if you give uh Sam Hauser more minutes or if you get Peyton Pritchard yep. in there more like it would have looked different we would have been healthier going into the the offseason mm -hmm. or the uh the playoffs I should say um but you know I think that expectations for Kristaps can be anywhere between the plantar fasciitis is going to be a nagging injury and he will be in and out of the lineup uh, right to he's going to have the year that he had last year in Washington. I think that right. it's, it's right now a little bit of a question mark. There is a bit of a range, but I, I'm hoping it trends towards the Washington year he had last year uh, and not so much the nagging foot injury. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We got a Wemby slash Spurs oh. question. 
So we're gonna we're gonna take our Celtics hat off. I'm not because it's underneath my headphones and that would mess everything up. But yeah, um, we're gonna take our Celtics hat off and put our NBA hat on. Uh, yep. This question comes to us from at Chris J Davis eleven, Mister Chris Davis, Mister Chris Davis of Drop the Mitts, Mister Chris Davis of PTP. What up, buddy? Uh, he asks, is the hype around Victor Wembanyama real? What? are the real chances he ends up being one of the all-time greats does he make this spurs team a playoff team i i i i'm low on mr victor women really yeah i am not in on this recent trend of trying to find unicorns i am not in this trend of trying to find the stretch four or the stretch five or this like it's where the game's ball. going marty i i fucking hate it <laughs> i know you're digging your heels in on that i know i hate it but also like look at i have reason to back it up look at Christoph porzingis look at chet holmgren look at bull bull look at all these guys who they've quote unquote said are like this new prototype for what the league is looking for tall lanky string bean motherfuckers who end up having a knee injury or a foot injury or an ankle injury and it's something that follows them through their whole career i'm not yeah. wishing anything on victor i wish for him to have success i'm just saying the trend is there that an injury is likely because of the way he's built like a goddamn string bean i mean you guys well, i was guys, gonna say that's you see these health injuries with people of this height and body type all the time. I mean, even Kevin Durant has been plagued with injuries being seven yeah. feet tall and skinny and a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like that's, I, I think that there is talent, obviously. I mean, I've seen the kid hit like Steph Curry range three pointers. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. He's seven feet tall. Um, but yeah. I also think that, you know, it is a liability and a big misunderstatement from everyone and always is. Like everyone was saying that Chet Holmgren was the next unicorn and he didn't play all year last year. We're going to see what he yeah. looks like this year, mm -hmm. uh, but he didn't play at all last year because, you know, he tweaked his knee and was out for the whole season. Uh, it can go down that quickly, that easily. Like we're per personally, the Celtics are looking at KP with his foot injury and we're like, uh, I hope it's good because if not, fuck um i don't want that for victor but i think that that could be a major storyline throughout his career uh not just his rookie season and like i don't know i i'm a firm believer that there are still enough big men in the league that are classic big men size and body wise that if you get bumping and grinding in the paint they're gonna hurt these little guys like not little right. but skinny scrawny <laughs> yeah, seven foot seven foot four real <laughs> <Seven> short foot <laughs> Seven foot little guys. <laughs> yeah, I I'm with you. I actually I I really like uh, Wemby. I think he's a really cool and interesting player. Yeah, the injuries are uncertain. Um, however, I think that it was funny watching the parallel with the NHL. You know, when Connor Bedard was being drafted, and the way that people were talking about him, and the way that people were talking about Victor Wembanyama, Wembanyama, Wembanyama. Um, <laughs> that name's a mouthful, but I, I think that he's in a good place. The Spurs are in a good spot. I don't know mm -hmm. that he will necessarily be able to will them to a playoff position, but I think he's in a good 
place for him to foster that development that could potentially, you know, a couple years, a couple more moves to get some other players on the Spurs, a couple more draft picks to put him in a position to really succeed. But, you know, growing a team takes time. Even when you have a star, yeah. it takes I know, And I'm saying that kind of Celtics are kind of the, the hypocrites of this because we, we kind of like got two, our three bad years. <laughs> we did, but then we got our stars and it was like, okay, to yeah. the moon, you know? Um, so but those two or three years were bad. <laughs> yeah, those they were tough. All right. I was there. Um, so I think that uh, I think he's in a good place to be able to grow as a player. I mean, we've seen the type of talent that the Spurs have really been able to foster um, with players over the course of their career. So I'm hoping, you know, he can stay healthy and maybe put on a few pounds and <laughs> not be he's a he's a skinny kid. And so he's, he could still be growing. He was born in like 2004, which always freaks me out. So he could still be growing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I think that I'm a little more optimistic. I think I know we've seen a lot of these big men go down with, with these injuries that plague them for a long time. But he's healthy right now. I'm excited to see what he does. I don't see a playoff spot this year for him, but, you know... I, Never say never, and I've seen worse teams be willed to the playoffs by less hyped up players. So, who knows? They could okay, be a playing team. Maybe, maybe playing. Okay, I don't really see it, but you know, Popovich is a good coach. He could. Yep. Figure yeah. it out. What a what um, a statement! Real real hot take on that one. Popovich yeah. is a good coach. Never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. Flaming hot. Um. No, I was going to say, even playoff or not playoff team, is Wembenyama Rookie of the Year? I think that is kind of like the will he won't. Hmm. He was such a big prospect, but is he Rookie of the Year? That's a good question. I mean, well, I guess you got to kind of look at, what do you think? I, I What do you think? That's a good question. See, like, I don't think it's him and I don't think it's Scoot. Uh, I don't think it's him and I don't think it's Chet. I do think it's Scoot. Okay, because I was gonna say, yeah, you gotta kind of look. You gotta kind of look at the other options out there because mm -hmm. it wasn't a particularly strong draft class, or in the case of no, you know very, players it was that very top heavy. Right in the in the case of players like Chet Holmgren, where we're just now seeing their full, hopefully their full like uh, season and potential. Um, <laughs> I don't. I actually really like Chet. I. If it's him, I'll love it. Um, but I don't know. I'm an OKC fan, and you would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Um, so I don't know. That's a really good question. Right now, maybe. I mean, because he's also on a team where he can sort of have the spotlight, which can play into it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's going to be the producer. It's like him and Jeremy Sochan. And that's right, <laughs> right. So that's why you got to kind of look at. Whereas, like Chet Holmgren is sharing that. With SGA uh, and Giddy and, and Giddy, really good players. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the thing that makes it hard for some players to win it over others. But I'd like to see it. That'd be kind of fun. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I think it would be more fun if Wemby doesn't win Rookie of the Year. It just seems to be storybook. I'm yeah. I hate storybook endings. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, he's the number one pick overall. Oh my God, he's rookie of the year. Oh my God, all right, cool. I would Thank love. You. Welcome I to would Disneyland. Love, <laughs> I'd love the stats on 
percentage-wise, I know I could probably go back and do this, I, now I want to, percentage-wise, what percentage of rookies of the year were the number one pick? The number one pick? It's got to be pretty uh, high. It's Maybe not in recent high. recent years, but... It's, I don't yeah, know. No, I would say it's it's more of like a... Not so much in the 2010s, 2020s. Yeah. But like definitely before that, it was like almost always like the number one guy. Like that's the thing too. I feel like it was more uh, clear cut back then. Now we have like just super talented kids coming in and out of college or the G League. Or I think there's just more opportunity for good players to go all over the draft. Uh, right. It's really just like kind of where they fall kind of situation. Uh Oh, but I know what I just got this stat. Thanks. Oh. Shout out Wikipedia. 22 <laughs> of the. Oh, I can't do that math, but 22 of the winners of the rookie of the year award were drafted first overall. Okay. So 22, like but all, they've been, they've been giving overall. it out since, <laughs> since 52. So that's a pretty okay. small percentage. <laughs> You know, honestly, like that's. Yeah. I'm not going to do that years. math. No, it's like 22 out of 70 something. Right. Like, so that's, that's pretty, that's, third, that's quite a few. A less than a third. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's two storybook. I don't like storybooks. Two storybooks. Like, I don't like that. Fairy tale fucking endings. Like, come on. Give me some guy who we've never even got. Like, make it, uh, no, because that would involve the heat. I was going to say the kid from UCLA, uh, Jamie Jacques, make him the rookie of the year, but I, I like don't want to see that. I like I know. him. I, want, I wanted him on the Celtics, but now that he's a goddamn Heat player, I don't want any success for him. Sorry, yeah. Jamie Jacques. Because <laughs> uh, last year, Paulo, he was number one overall. Mm -hmm. So we're at least on a streak of one. Paolo Banchero. He's got a fun name. Duke Blue Devil. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Proud supporter of the JT1s. Yeah, but that's because he's also a Duke guy. That's his... Yeah. That's his... That's Coach K-Boys. Why couldn't he have gone to <laughs> UNC? Whatever. I, this week it's UNC. Last week it was Michigan. Whatever. <laughs> I go. I went to both schools. What do you people want from me? Double sorry that I shots. sorry that I went to two great <laughs> athletic schools and I we produced so many superstars. Sorry guys. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that you can't claim MJ like we can. I I can't claim anyone. My school had D three basketball. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My guys I know. have never have never even sniffed any pro level, let alone NBA level. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm over here. I got TB12 in my back pocket at Michigan. I've got MJ at UNC. Nobody else comes close to me. Whatever. <laughs> that's you. At the end of the day, you get to hang your hat on that. And you know what? Hell yeah. Because that's, that's pretty great. Those, those are some good alma maters. <laughs> um, so the final. Okay, we're going to go back to our little... NBA slash NHL segment uh, because your girly, Ms. Lauren, Ms. Lauren. at Boss Bruins HC, <clears throat> she asks, for someone who hasn't kept up with the NBA in a few years, can you compare some quote-unquote star players to NHLers? 
Well, Lauren, if you haven't heard on our, I think it was our second pod, uh, we did do this with a few players, uh, some hot players to expect, uh, to look out for this season. Uh, Hell yeah. I believe it was, uh, who did we list? We had J.D. Davison of the Celtics. Uh, we mm-hmm. had Mr. Jordan Walsh of the Celtics. We had the tandem of Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy. Love them. And we had Jordan Poole. Uh, so we're not going to go over those NHL comps. Those are guys to watch this year. If you want to find yeah. out the NHL comps, go back and give the other episode a listen or give all the episodes a listen. That would be really yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep up. This is what I always say. You got if you if you start listening to a podcast, you got to go back to day one so you can keep up with the lore. You know, yeah, the, exactly. the the running <laughs> jokes and stuff. Um, but for for players for stars to uh, look out for the guys that are kind of running the league right now. Yep. Uh, I'll shoot some some names out, uh, and then you know Grace is going to do her hockey thing, and she's going to give you the NHL or who kind of compares. Hell yeah. So uh, uh, let's start with the guy, Mr. NBA, LeBron James. Uh, LeBron. I don't like, like, is that Ovi? Like, (laughs) honestly, that's probably the best. So I was, I was going to say Ovi. I was going to say Sid actually, but Ovi is a good uh, comparison. Also, I think if you're looking for, everybody knows LeBron, but the one thing that's hard with LeBron to compare now, you know, right now, is that you see with Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby really sticking with their teams and committing to the bit. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the same arc. The one I'm the one that I the other one that I thought a little more fits that arc um is John Tavares, who's the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um because you saw him move in his Left career Islanders. and and now sort of set up camp. Uh, in Toronto and you know the thing about him is no matter where he goes whatever he does he's a leader um, he's a guy that mm-hmm. young people look to and you know he plays the game well and people can criticize LeBron I like LeBron James I hated LeBron James before don't worry <laughs> um, but I think he's just a good all-around player and you sort of see how his play influences the people around him um, and makes them better. You see it with Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, especially um, even, you know, Nylander. So you see that in Toronto, but in terms of like being such a storied player, I think that's where the Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby, you know, some of the greatest of all time, for mm-hmm. sure, at being leaders on their team, running the game. Um, that's Those are pretty good comparisons. But for right now, I would say John Tavares. I was going. The only reason I really was thinking Ovi, I once you brought up the team thing, I was like, oh yeah, LeBron's been everywhere, um, not everywhere, like four teams. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere he's been to three teams. Three yeah, teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one of them teams. twice. All over, you know, all over the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say Ovi because I'm pretty sure Ovi's close to the like. Uh, top goal scorer ever, right? He's getting yep. up there in numbers. This, so that is all. That is all. I was about to say the Wizards. That is all the Capitals care about <laughs> is getting him these records. Like they, they don't care yeah. how bad their team is. He's gonna get those records. Yeah. Yeah, and LeBron just passed the all-time scoring record. So, I, that was where I made and that connection. Being outrageously old and somehow still playing. Yep, and, and at a high level too. Yeah. Like, what are these <laughs> like, guys doing? Like I'm LeBron- gonna. 
LeBron hasn't fallen off. That's the. Annoying. I know. I'm like I'm I'm. Every year, I feel like I can't walk as far, and they're out there still playing every, at the top of their game. Every damn day, my knees and back get weak. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> like something new pops every morning. I'm like, shit. <laughs> yep. But you know what? Good for you, Bron. Bron, your hairline may be receding, but your athletic skill is not. Yeah. Um. All right. One more. One more. Quote unquote. Old head. Uh, and then we'll we'll give Lauren and our listeners some uh, you know newer faces of the league, but yeah. the, the other old head to uh, to hang your hat on, Mister Chef Curry, Mister Steph Curry himself. Uh, I like. I, how do you compare a three point shooter to an NHL player? I yeah. don't know, but you're tasked. You're tasked with it. <laughs> That's mine. That's my job. Um, so actually for, for Steph Curry, the one I'm thinking of is Sidney Crosby. And the reason I say that is not because I, I don't like Sidney Crosby. I mean, he's a fine guy. I think I just don't too much hype anyway, but I feel (laughs) the same. I feel the same about Steph Curry, if you want to be honest. So, um, I, but the one thing that I think stands out to everybody is that they sort of became the face of their franchise in the sense that they really put them on the map. And it's funny, I I brought this up on All Goals, No Misses, how it was really similar timelines even when the Warriors were winning championships and the Penguins were winning back-to-back championships. So I think that that's interesting as well. But being like the guy that you could always count on to be your star is something that very few players in either league have. And... Sidney Crosby has always been that guy. And if you kind of look at like the Malkin put Clay Thompson next to him on this, you know, okay. who, yeah. who are we counting on? And same thing, you know, two centers that. Who's our Draymond? <laughs> right. Oh, God. God, I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. Probably like one of their goaltenders. That's, that's a problem for them is, is their goalie situation. But I, uh, I think that that's a pretty good comparison. And those teams in general have just followed similar arcs. So. That would be my my go to would be would be Crosby, especially being like so successful and talented. So, and just being the guy, like being the guy, you I, know. I, I agree. Like he just has been there forever. And like when you think Penguins, you think Crosby. When you think a hundred percent, you think Steph. Like, yep. There's, and there's they've no and they've it. they've both shown their commitment to being there and and sitting through the tough for years sure. for their team, mm-hmm. which is you know I mean Steph Curry, come on, I'm at like. We weren't talking about the Golden State Warriors, well, I guess maybe like 10 years ago now, but like 10 or 11 say, years like 10 ago. 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But like before that, we weren't talking about the Warriors. And now you can't talk about this era of the NBA without talking about the Warriors. And the same way for the Penguins. Now, you know, they're sitting through these dog years, but it's uh, it's interesting to see those two play out. So, Yeah, no, for sure. That's a, definitely a good one. I I hate them both in the same respect. Like, I don't hate – that's the thing. I don't hate Sid and I don't hate Steph. I hate how goddamn good they are, and they always, yeah. like, fuck with my team. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I'm still – everybody who's a Bruins fan knows that we still blame Sidney Crosby and the Penguins for allowing the Panthers to get into the playoffs by losing Fact. to the Chicago Blackhawks. Fact. God. Um. All right. Younger faces. Some younger guys who are quote unquote stars in this league. I will shy away from saying Jason Tatum just because he's our guy. 
Uh, yeah. And if if you're if you follow anything Celtics, even if you've been looking like through like a thousand yard glass, you know that Jason Tatum is our guy and Jason Tatum is the star of the Celtics. You don't really even need to follow basketball to know that. So there you go, Jason Tatum star. Uh, but one of the league shapers, one of the movers, shakers, uh, deal breakers for this NBA is Mr. Horseman. Mr. NBA champion. We all know him as Nikola Jokic, but I call him the Joker. The Joker. <laughs> yep. That's a honestly, I think that this is gonna sound stupid. I'm doing it. I know. You gotta say Connor McDavid. In terms of Okay. I know it's it's too easy. It was a that one's a layup, but if you really want to have an idea of young guys fairly young in that sense of now it feels like they've been in the league forever, but they haven't been obviously. Um, Right. But who really have shown that they not only are changing the game as we speak, but they're totally raising this new generation of players and fans and NBA hopefuls in how Mm -hmm. we're playing the, I mean, if you, you talk about wanting to emulate players. Everybody says to look to Connor McDavid. You know, you we all wish we could play like like the Joker. You know, we can't. I wish I could. Um, maybe if I were yeah. seven feet, if I were seven feet tall, um, things would no, be but different. He but he passes the ball like a goddamn point guard too. Though. I know. It's crazy, crazy. It's and that's like... and so y- you see it with Connor McDavid with having every somehow, and it's annoying as hell somehow having every facet of his game is like yeah. all the players combined you know you, yep. you great scorer great passer great defender or defenseman um in hockey terms but i think that it there are people who and i i can't hate nikola jokic i just can't um but no. you you do see like you hate how good they are. You hate that somehow they have it all figured out and it almost seems like they were born with it. Like they just woke up and came out of the womb with a hockey stick or with the basketball. So it's easy. That one's a yeah. slam dunk. Can't get a better comparison yeah. than that. No, I mean, a hundred percent. Even just playing off of the uh, born with it factor is Joker doesn't care about basketball. Like, at the end of the day, <laughs> At the end of the day, this is a day job, and he wants to play with his horsies. He doesn't he care so, about basketball. He's so funny. He is hilarious. I love, I love every. He, he doesn't think he's funny. He's just. I know him. He, he doesn't have to try. He every that is the one difference that you definitely see. Because whereas with uh, Connor McDavid, I'm not going to be one of those people who's like he has no personality. He's just a more subdued kind of guy. He doesn't, even though he is the face of the NHL, he. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really give you that vibe as a person. Like you're not like this guy is out here really hamming it up for the media or really doing engaging in these like off ice or off the court things. But meanwhile, you you watch like if you've seen any of like the promotional stuff that the Nuggets have put out of like them playing trivia, um, them <laughs> doing like recording their little celebrations that show up on the jumbotron. It's just funny. They're just funny. Um, so yeah, I I love, I I love them. I love them both. Honestly, they're both great. So no, I I think that Joker is definitely like one of those good for the sport. Even though like he's 
technically you don't want a guy that's the face of the NBA to be like, yeah, well, it's just my day job. But yeah. at the same time, like he is kind of like, you, you know, at the end of the day, it is just a game. It is just, you know, fun. It is all about the, the sport and everything and the competition and win some, lose some. I feel like that's Joker's whole like demeanor about the whole thing. He's like, yeah. and, okay, we won. <laughs> and come on, how cute is it when he laces his wedding ring into his shoes every time for every game that or my favorite thing this season was he would point to his hand and he would do the ring motion yeah to his finger and his little daughter's in the crowd and she yeah. did the same thing i'm like yeah oh my god i love this you they're so cute <laughs> so and like he and his wife have been together like from way back when Forever. like they both yeah. came <laughs> together over here it's so great i love him he's awesome yeah, there's not a bad thing that you can say about uh, I know. Uh, I'm going to completely shift since we're going so highly on Nikola Jokic. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you someone who is easily hated, uh, easily looked at. You know, he is a star in the league. He is, uh, you know, up there in talent. He's been a two-time MVP, arguably could have been, or no, one-time MVP. Stop Joker from being the three-time MVP. Right. Fix that. Uh, but Mr. Joel Troel Embiid. Look, I like got? Joel Embiid. I like <laughs> oh, him. No, oh, I do. No, <laughs> I like him. Um, <laughs> I think that a good comparison, um, for Embiid is Austin Matthews, who I don't like at all. Ugh. Um, I know that. But in terms of, you know, it's hard to find a comparison with, like, the injuries that Joel has had. But in his defense, he's come back swinging after that. Um, yeah, he's come back ten times stronger every time. People were so worried about that. You know, people were so concerned that that was going to hold him back forever, which Austin Matthews didn't have. But what I will say is there's always been this almost um, uncertainty about whether we're going to put them in the conversation of like being the best of the best. You know, it was the whole reason why people really thought Embiid, the only reason Embiid won is because they didn't want to give it to Jokic three times in a row. Um, which I, I agree with that. I kind of think that that's true. <laughs> but, you know, um, with Austin Matthews, who is obviously the star in Toronto, just got signed to an outrageous extension, $13.25 million AAV for four years. For those of you I know who are listening and are NBA fans, you're like, that's, what are you talking about? That's, that's nothing. <laughs> in, the, in the NHL, that's insane. It's one of the biggest uh, contracts ever. Um, he has another one of the biggest ones, his last contract. So I I think that they're a good comparison because there's always been a sort of, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're waiting for them to either be the guy and the star and lead their team to a championship, which neither of them have done, or you're waiting to see them fall off and leave the conversation of the best. And, or pack you know, up and go to a new team. Or pack up and go to a new team, which people are still thinking could happen with Austin Matthews in a couple years. And yep. people will never stop talking. I mean, even though, like, in our brains. Every day with Joel. <laughs> yeah. And he's, you know, he he plays into it when he deletes stuff from his bio and, and everything. Yeah. So, um, But very similar uh, in terms of what they contribute to their team and how much of a stud and a star they are. 
And you kind of saw it with like the James Harden, Joel Embiid dynamic is very similar to the Austin Matthews. You could put either Mitch Marner or William Nylander in there as like the similar dynamic um, in terms of carrying the team, producing for the team. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Rip to James Harden. Maybe. Or maybe. Ma- He's or, not there no more. Or. <laughs> or, or maybe. That's or my, that's my, <laughs> that's my comparison for that one for, for anybody who is trying to get better knowledge on either sport for, and you're looking at Joel Embiid and wondering who that guy is. Well, I mean, I, I have to agree with it because I hate both of them. So <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love that comparison. Austin Matthews can kick rocks with no socks and uh, yeah, Joel can. can go and join him. <laughs> uh, let's do one more star and then we'll uh, hit the wrap up, I suppose. We have, ooh, do we want to do, do we want to go Greek or do we want to go Eastern European? Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Let's hit Luka Doncic. Oh Number yeah, seventy-seven on the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, because uh, everybody knows Giannis. You know, we everybody knows. Yeah, Giannis. everyone knows Giannis. Oh, uh, well, okay. Small tidbit for everyone, and you can take this and unpack it and bring it wherever you want. Meat Man doesn't believe that Giannis Antetokounmpo is a nice guy. I think it's an act. No. I'll that. I'll no. That, and we'll talk about Luka Doncic. <laughs> I can't believe that he's totally a nice guy. Nope. It's all it's all an act. It's all a sham. He's definitely a dickhead. <laughs> but Luka Doncic, who's his NHL comparison? <laughs> I actually don't really like Luka. I'm going to be honest. I don't oh. I don't hate my brother oh, loves Luka. My brother loves Luka. So I'm straying from my typical uh going with what my brother taught me, but with Luka it's hard because we haven't I don't think we've seen the absolute best of him yet I think it's still brewing in there I think we're waiting to see his peak which if I had to say who we're waiting to see their peak we hate him in Boston the downfall of the Boston Bruins Matthew Kachuk I know I, I don't I I hate him but the reason I say that is because it took a change of scenery for Matthew Kachuk to suddenly break onto the scene and now arguably the best American player right now if you're me and you don't like Austin Matthews um (laughs) and so we go with that but what we see in both of them not only as being like the head honcho for their team which we've talked about with some other players but we also see them sort of taking on a leadership role that you don't really know if they fit into it. I mean, with Matthew Kachuk, he's an antagonizer on the ice. You don't really know if he's made, but he was, you know, he's an alternate captain for the Panthers right away. He was an alternate captain forever for the Leafs, the Leafs, the Flames. That would be toxic if he went to the Leafs. Um, (laughs) But that's just terrible. But I think somehow, though, they've grown into it to coming from your your youth and jumping right into the league and having all of these expectations around you, both of them, I think, rose to 
meet those expectations and have in a lot of ways exceeded them. Mm -hmm. But with both of them, I don't know that we've seen their ceiling yet. I think Matthew Kachuk, it grew over the course of the season. We knew he was good when he was with the Flames. None of us could have predicted what happened when he went to the Panthers and dragged that team of nobodies to a Stanley Cup final. Um, Taking down the likes of the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, uh, the Hurricanes in the process. So yeah, beating the leaves in the playoffs isn't a, isn't a, yeah, it's not, everyone does. That. Yeah. That's not, <laughs> it's not really a, a, too much of a task, but I would say those two in my mind, similar ages, similar, uh, ceilings, I think coming soon TBD. Um, but I know people don't like Matthew Kachuk and I don't like Luca. So some people don't like Luca. They think that he doesn't give a shit. They think that, doesn't, know, he doesn't look like he's built like a basketball player. No, he's skinny fat. He's definitely like eating like yeah, he's skinny and, fat. Like, and and drinking beer like every opportunity that he gets. He's yeah, living life uh, and also paying. But it's like it's like if uh, Jokic didn't work out, that's right. kind of like what Luca is. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's naturally talented, but I don't think that like he goes to the gym at like two in the morning to like right get, like pump in he's like oh i'll show up 15 minutes late to team practice and i'll leave 15 minutes early i need a yeah like, yeah it's luca <laughs> yeah but so anyway I so those are luca. my i think he's funny as hell <laughs> he is funny i do i actually do like him off the court honestly i'm more thinking about his play i just don't love but i off the court he's funny he's a good he, i think he's a good dude i feel terrible that they're sticking him with Kyrie down there but hey no they got grant so now they all have it all figured out <laughs> True. Grant They're going to be Williams, buddies. Grant Williams, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, the big three that everyone wasn't ready for. I Nobody saw that one coming. That's No one's saying that. <laughs> if, you had, if you had said, you know, three years ago, two years ago, that the Mavs are going to have those three people on their team, I, I mean, not Luka, you would have expected, but that then there was going to be Kyrie Irving and Grant Williams thrown into the mix. Just what a weird combination of, of yeah. characters there. And those are like their big names. Like those yeah. are guys. Like uh, I don't know what we're doing here. Have fun, Mark Cuban. Yeah. Hey, Mark Cuban. I wouldn't. In, I wouldn't invest if you came to me on Shark Tank, Mark Cuban, and you told me this was the team you wanted to roll out for a championship. I would be like, uh, go to someone else. I'm out. Yeah. I'm. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> um. But yeah. Those are uh, those are some stars in their NHL comps. I I like this little game that we got going. Yeah, uh, it'll definitely come up throughout the season, uh, throughout the pod. Uh, but yeah, those are all the questions that everyone had this week. Uh, we kicked it off by the top five, top six. If you, you really dive into the nitty gritty yeah. of it, that players that me and Grace hate. Uh, little James Harden talk. A little Al versus Rob starting position talk. You know, it's a solid episode this week. I hope you all enjoyed it. Hell yeah. Um, I know that me and Grace definitely did. I, my ribs hurt a little bit from laughing this week. <laughs> I love talking about people we hate. It's so good. Hell yeah. It's therapeutic and it's needed yeah. sometimes. I got to get it out I'm there, sorry. you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I sneaky snuck in the the fact that uh, Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a fake nice guy. I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> We're talking about that next week. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying it. Well, put a pin in it, and you're going to have to tune in next week for Grace berating me on Giannis. Hell yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but uh yeah that's this uh that's this week's episode grace do you have any closing remarks closing thoughts go out there and kill this week motherfuckers we're gonna go get this uh i was about to say get this bread what year is it let's go out there and just tear it up out there yeah all right well uh this has been Cross Court Coverage. We're brought to you by Primetime Productions. Primetime, P-R-O-D-S, on Twitter. We are NBA Cross Court Coverage, at NBA Cross Court on Twitter. I am the meat man. She is Grace. You have all been wonderful. Thank you for tuning in. Go Celtics or go fuck yourself. <laughs>